Welcome to episode 128 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In Christmas Town! Christmas, okay. Uh, that's Scott Prime. This is Steve, a.k.a. Kilowoggy. Uh, we are here pop, probably with my cat Hanzo, who is now on my lap and will probably be meowing shortly. But if I left him out, he would meow to get back in. So we're kind of at a standstill there. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. How you doing, well, Happy Scott? holidays or whatever happy Kwanzaa. you celebrate. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. So the cat is in your lap. No, now he's on the desk. Where is Christmas Town? Is that like from a movie that I don't remember? I'm sure that there is a Christmas Town in a lot of movies. But okay. there's if he wasn't dead, we should do a Hell Comes to Christmas Town with Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Don't we have a store here in Oklahoma called like Christmas Town or is it like North Christmas Pole City. City? North Pole City. N- North Pole City. That's yeah. right. And year round all they do is sell Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If, if you're ever in Oklahoma City and you feel Christmassy, you can go to North Pole City. I haven't been there since, you know, before my mom passed away because why the hell would I? I love Christmas stuff, but like I wasn't as impressed. I mean, it's kind of like old lady Christmas. Oh, stuff, absolutely. But, but I, I am an old man now. So maybe I would mm-hmm. like this stuff more <laughs> now than when I did like 25 years ago. So. There's that. I was just eating some Christmas cookies that Scott made for me. Thank you. You were? Did you uh, hoard them for yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm hiding them until Esther gets home. So, kids already saw them and like, oh, can we have some? Nope, sure can't. Why not? No. Because they're not for you. No, I didn't. I didn't have enough to like feed a gang of heathens. So, <laughs> and that they are. <laughs> I bought a I bought a box of like fifty potato chips on Saturday. It is now Wednesday, and mm-hmm. we have like twelve bags left out of fifty. Mm-hmm. And Which... nobody's eating them, right? Oh no! Do you, do you have a ghost in your house? Steve? Oh, of course, yes. The uh. mythical child eating ghost. Well, I wish it was a child eating ghost. A child <laughs> eating stuff and blaming it on a ghost. Can yeah, just... they only get better as they get older. Yeah, I guess so. I got I got one who's learning the harsh uh, realities of uh, you know if you ditch school <laughs> and then you lie to dad. So uh, I'm hoping I'm uh, fixing this as we speak, but only time will tell. So yeah, I don't remember ditching school that much. A um, couple of times, but like not really. Well, I think she's finding out that like. Uh, for ditching three hours of school, you know, nearly a month away from her phone is not going to be worth it in the long run. So, wow. uh, she, are you she's already having consistent regrets. with it. What's that? Are you staying strong with it? Uh, it's going to go every bit of. She has an opportunity to slowly earn it back, but we're definitely going full two weeks with this because uh, I want it to really hurt. So, and unfortunately, her mom caves in so much, and this is not me bad mouthing her. Behind her back, because I would say this to her face, the, the the girls know that they can peer pressure mom into like caving. I mean, they've told me this before. Oh, of course, yeah. Those so like I was like, how come you don't act this way with me? And they go, because you won't cave in, Dad. We yeah. know mom will. And I'm like, okay. They've so, known that forever. I know. It's just now that they know it for sure. You know, it's yeah. 
it's sad and funny at the same time, but they knew it know. before they could articulate it. And now they sadly can't <laughs> articulate it. <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, she, she might get a new perspective of uh, a Christmas where she has to, you know, like talk to people and stuff at holidays because wow. she won't have her phone. So it's not all bad. I, I hope there's a good life lesson here. Oh yeah. Kind of Anyways, you want to talk some blood bowl? Did uh, have you done any blood bowl thing lately? We did a tournament. So there was that. We did do a tournament. And more, more appropriately, you did a tournament and I went to it. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, should we just jump to the tournament? Yeah, because I don't think there's much else. Yeah, because if we talk about the Blood Bowl that we did do, then we won't have that for the segment <laughs> about the tournament. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah, let's cut this off right here. And we're going to be back for our feature segment, the Orchidus Open. Okay, welcome back, and we're going to be talking about Orchidus Open, and actually, when was it? A couple weeks ago? This was on December 11th at Wizards Asylum in Norman, Oklahoma. This was a um, an excuse to play some Blood Bowl and raise some money for you know Brian Mitchell and his uh, cancer GoFundMe page, that if you would still like to donate, you can go to GoFundMe.com and just search Brian Mitchell, and it'll pop right up. Um, the whole event was supposed to be, we're just going to do raffles and only raffles and we're going to give out certificates and, um, we have a wonderful, I mean, really like Dustin might be more of both down than me or you, because he does so much for us <laughs> at this point, yeah. any of the airtime. He puts a lot um, more time and effort into it than we do. He is like the Rick Jones from the Marvel universe. You know, how Rick Jones was to, like, comics in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s. That's how there to be annoying and give exposition? (laughs) Well, I mean, he's always there. Okay, whatever. I mean, you're not wrong with that. And he did jump around from Hulk to the Avengers to Captain America to Captain Marvel. You know, he's still in some of the comics. I just read uh, Gamma Flight, and Rick Jones was in that, so it's crazy. Okay. Um, Dustin was kind enough to make some trophies. Um, he has a buddy awesome. there. Oh, they were incredible. He had a, a buddy who has a 3D printer, and he made these like little cube brick, like little statues, and they put an orc on top that was like painted gold and stuff. And uh, in this tournament, we had all sorts of the normal standard kind of like tournament prizes, just named with after orky things. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about those later, but he, so we we actually had physical awards that weren't certificates Mm -hmm. because Dustin came through on that. Um, that was just one of many things he did. Um, I told him I was kind of wanting to play black orcs, but I didn't know if I had time to paint them or the gumption or anything like that. And he said, send them my way. And he said, what colors you want? And I said, I really don't know. And he said, send them my way. I got a plan. And sure enough, I, (laughs) created a team for this event and it was a, a black orc team and I didn't name them or anything until I got them in my hands and saw them. And, uh, they were like a cool, almost, I don't think it was on purpose, but they almost looked Dallas Cowboys ish colors to me, like yeah. silver and yeah, some blues and stuff like that. So, uh, I 
I'm not a fan of the Dallas Cowboys in real life at all. Never have since I was a young man. But I went ahead and thought, I kind of love the puns of Orc. Or, I'm sorry, NFL-style pun name teams for Blood Bowl. And so uh, I went ahead and created the Malice instead of Dallas. And instead of the Cowboys, they are the War Boys. So I have the Malice War Boys as my Black Orc team, at least for now. So... I played you. I didn't even get the reference. <laughs> yeah, you did. Sorry. It, it's not as obvious. I almost kept them as the Cowboys just to kind of so people would get it. No, you're you know, fine. Easier. But um, so he, he painted a team for us. He came up and, you know, dropped the trophies off Friday night uh, with me so I could have them in, in hand. Uh, incredible thing. Dustin just goes beyond what anybody should just to help out some guys, but um, hats off to him for that. So mm-hmm. we'll, we will thank him again later in the podcast, but um, we had uh, 12 people sign up for the tournament. Um, so as of Saturday morning or Friday night, I should say, I wasn't going to play because we only had 12 people signed up and by it, and I say this every time we do one of these things where we talk about tournaments, no matter how many people you have sign up, somebody for some life reason is going to ditch you and somebody most likely will walk in the door. And at 530 that morning, I had a text from Scott Hess who said he got called into work. There's some emergency thing that he was going to have to go in and take care of. And he was probably out for the day. And so we went down to 11 people and me playing at 5.30. And by the time we opened the doors, somebody walked in for the first time and said, I'm playing. Yeah, it's <laughs> so like our we went, first, maybe second time someone actually walked in. I think it's actually yeah. our second time, but still, it's not often. Right. No, that, that part is not often, um, for sure. And uh, this guy came in and said he wants to give it a shot. So... We were really happy to see him. So I went from, oh, crap, now I have to play. And then I had to gather extra stuff to, oh, now I'm not playing. I'm sitting around, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine, you know. Yeah. But when there's 12 people, you know, I've told this to people, too. The smaller tournaments sometimes are some of the funnest because you get to actually hang out with every person. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because no matter where you're sitting, you're going to hang out with four other people usually because everybody's just so close. So throughout the day, you actually like Chaos Cup and those big events, you leave the event, or at least what we do, and we go, I just don't feel like I hung out with enough people or I didn't see enough people or talk to enough people. At this one, you felt like you hung out and talked to everybody. Well, that's what like at World Cup was insane. You know, all those people. And I would have loved to hang out with a ton more people than I did, but there's just not enough time. I can't imagine what it was like there versus uh, like chaos cup. Cause chaos cup already feels. I wish you could have gone, you know, yeah. beside the pun, you know, chaotic enough. So, right. Of course. But anyway, so we had this smaller event or we, uh, shuffled everybody into all this and set off the first round matchups. Everything went off um, really easy. You know, setup was easy for the event, mm-hmm. and we started the first round, and um, I got to sit and watch. And who did, you, what did you take to the tournament, Steve? And we're going to kind of ride this through your eyes since you were yeah. the one playing. Yeah, it was nice to actually just sit back and just enjoy the day instead of having to worry about doing everything. 
I still brought pitches and helped out, but it, you know, it wasn't on me to do the scoring and stuff, so that was nice. Um, I, a little while back, bought, you know, one of our buddies was getting out of Blood Bowl, Michael Carpenter, in Austin, and I bought his Dark Elf team, Third Ed Dark Elf team, because I have a Third Dark, Third Ed Dark Elf team, but it's not painted, and I like having teams painted by people I know. I think it's just neat to do. And it's uh, a good painting. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I got his, so I decided I was going to bust him out for the tournament, and uh, the the Blue Crest Carpenters, they're painted blue, so I had to do something blue, and then his last name, Carpenter, and then he's giving up Blood Bowl to focus more on music and guitars and stuff, so I found the most famous guitar names and then matched them up with their players, so like... Number one was number one, which is, uh, I forget whose guitar, but Lucille the Queen was B.B. King's, Lucille, B.B. King, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I forget the rest. <laughs> That's okay. Man, So I, you made some blood yeah. bully names out of guitars. Twang Machine Diddley. Yeah, he has his, Bo Diddley's name was the Twang Machine? I don't remember. Anyways, it made sense at the time. And I can go back yeah. and find the info if I really needed to. So uh, the the I, way we organized this tournament, it was a 1.1 build mm-hmm. with a 160 in skills, which is a little bit more than we what we've done in the past. But at the same time with the new Blood Bowl rules, since this is the first tournament we ran or we ran with the, the new rules, mm-hmm. you know, I thought let's try this because I know doubles now. I guess not doubles. What is it? Secondary, secondary skills is it primary and secondary yeah is that the right term yeah. yep secondary skills are now 40k instead of 30k so it's a little bit different so anyways we had teams coming in with a 1.26 build with the free uh dedicated fan yeah and uh, i took two witch elves four blitzers two runners and three linemen so 11 players witch elves had block Blitzers had dodge, and the runners had nerves of steel. Your very basic uh, dark elf lineup. Two rerolls, and gave me enough to buy another another dedicated fan. So I had two dedicated fans. Did that ever come into effect? Yeah, it did. It came into effect a couple times. Okay. Um, how'd you play round one? So round one, I played Gary. And the, he had wood elves, right? Yep. He loves his wood elves, the gray wood storm clouds, and two war dancers with tackle, sidestep, frenzy, sidestep, thrower with leader, catcher with guard, catcher with wrestle, and he had the tree. Mm-hmm. One reroll, one fan. Did he have bench players? Um, yes, he had. Well, no, he did not. He the just way it's written, 11. yeah, just straight eleven. Mm-hmm. And that game ended up showing that neither one of us can do defense because he ended up winning it four to three. That's incredible. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Um, it's like, well, maybe I'll get most touchdowns. I'm like, well, no, because he's going to get most touchdowns. So, <laughs> yeah. So I lost that one. Steve, before the tournament goes, there's 10 trophies. There's 12 of us here. I I better get a trophy. Today. Yeah, I was I was so mad because I'm like I know I'm not going to get one because I never get a trophy, 
And now with Scott playing, well, actually, if you want to talk about that. Yeah. So after round one, you know, we put in all the scores and stuff and just to kind of let everybody know how how this tournament was organized. I said that if we had more than six, 16 or more people, we do four rounds, but we came in less of course. So we just were going to do three rounds. Um, The championship, we're going to have a championship game. It was going to be the top team, no matter what it is. And then the second team that would go into that, championship game was what was called the Orchidas championship uh, series committees choice, which came out of orcs, black orcs, ogres, or I think it was goblins. Whoever ranked the highest out of those races, they could have been 0-2 and and ranked at number eight. And if they were the highest ranked team, they would go on to the championship game because it was uh, skewed to for the you know, the orcs to get ratings on cabal vision and stuff. And they had to have some type of orcish type race, you know, in there. So it was kind of an interesting way that it could have fallen because there was, um, I think four orc teams at the event. I know there was two black orcs for sure. Uh, orc team for sure. And I thought there was another one of those races that fit. It might, might've been another orc team. Um, so anyways, that's how we were going to come up and find out who was going to actually win the Orchidus Open. So after round one, we had a gentleman come up and, you know, he said, I have to drop. <laughs> he, um, his child got burnt, like burnt on their hand, I guess, grabbed a hot pan or something. And, um, he said like, I have to get home and take my kid to the ER and stuff like that. So unfortunately he had to leave and drop, but luckily I was there that I could take the place because if that would have happened with no odd man out, we would have been, I would have had to probably ask beg you or Gary to drop. So we yeah. could have even numbers. Um, so I, I stepped in to just roll with the flow. I, I asked him, actually, I said, can I just, you want me just to run your team, you know, and I can change it on the NAF stuff. I said, but if it's the same team, you know, like if you come back, since this is a charity thing, if you could come back for round three, I'll let you win whatever award since it's the team, Yeah, you know, right. And it's charity and stuff. So I thought, you know, why not? He's like, man, my team sucks. He said, just take <laughs> your team and enjoy it. And I said, okay. And then eventually he texted about, you know, an hour and a half after he left and just said, I, I'm not making it back and showed me the pictures of the poor kid's hand. So it was, yeah, the kid's good. The good news is, is it's good. But like it was, I felt bad for those little kids who burn themselves. But we've all been there. Um, so I got to play, and I got to play my Malice War Boys. Um, my team I took was uh, six Black Orcs. Uh, one of them had Block Guard. Two of them had Block Block. Um, then I had a Guard and two Wrestle pieces. I took the Star Player Cromnard Dung for this event, and then uh, six. Uh, what are they called? Goblin bruisers. And then one of those had the sneaky get skill. Uh, round, t- round two, since uh, I was thrown into the wolves, I got to play the guy with the worst uh, tournament results, I guess, or the, the few guys who lost the first round. I got to play one of them. That happened to be you. Yeah. Yay. So why don't you go ahead and tell us how that game went? I know I won, but I, you're, I know you're going to think I'm like giving you a hard time, but I really, I think I knocked out a bunch of your guys, you like think? knocked out or they casualtied. Um, you pitch cleared me. Oh, I did. It didn't help that we had sweltering heat. 
So he scored the first half, and I was able to put up, was it four people? Yeah, it was really For like well. two or was. three we, turns. You're right. I, I now remember everything, yes, because I kept knocking your guys off the pitch. That uh-huh. He didn't help you. And then like we got done in a, like an hour and ten minutes because you just didn't have players. No. The second half, I had four people again, and the ball was kicked to me. So not much I could do there. You got the ball, and I basically, you were going to you know, score. And I'm just like, dude, just, just walk it off. Just get rid of me, pitch, clear me, eat up the time and score. So I did. Yeah, that's right. And that little sneaky get guy, that skill is like super abusive because at the very least, even if you get called out, you're at least going to stun somebody. So there's yeah. no drawback now for taking it. And that you... was recommended by uh, Joseph Roberts, who I guess uh, piloted some orcs to like a first place tournament win. And he said, it's a must skill now in blood bowl. Mm-hmm. So especially if you have the, you know, the extra player or two. So yes, we had a, I wouldn't say it was a good game. It was just, <laughs> it, it is what it is. When you start peeling off people and somebody only has 11 people, then man advantage is just a huge deal. Yeah, I couldn't do jack all. You know, there's no uh, way I'm going to get an advantage on your guys. I think the kick went out of bounds and you put it in a black horse's hand. Yeah. I'm like, uh, okay, well, I mean, it's yours now. Enjoy. <laughs> right. Um uh, all the other matchups finished up, and after two rounds, we had um, Dave Hanrath had a Chaos Dwarf team that was in first place by just a few of the tiebreaker points. Um, so the Chaos Dwarves were for sure going into the final matchup, and ironically enough, the second place team was Matt Strickland's uh, Orc team, and they were one hundred percent second place. You know, so like we really got the top. T- top matchup that we wanted out of the whole tournament. So we didn't have to like reposition somebody from like table four up to the final game or nothing like that for this year. But ironically enough, you know, we were talking at the end of the, uh, the tournament when we all went out to eat and stuff, if Matt Strickland would have got more bonus points, he would have technically been first place. And then that would have dipped down to, it might have been like Drew or somebody, or even, you know, if I would have played all the rounds, even somebody like me into the finals, which was ironic enough, but it didn't but work out that If way. he was in the finals, then wouldn't that negate the, that rule? No, it's it was designed to be the second tier team, no matter what, oh, is an okay. team. So, gotcha. Um, so, third round. I got to play, I'll do mine really quick. I got to play Drew Bucciacone. We both had uh, Kramnar Dung. So we had a, um, I had a rule in the, in the, in the rule pack that said that, you know, while both of these guys can stay on the pitch, we had to pick somebody else to get kicked out of the game. So we both started with just 11 people. Um, I mean, we took off a goblin, so not a big deal. Uh, Drew, Drew's team was a little bit, built just a slight difference than mine um he had the troll where and i i had like an extra goblin i guess more than him or he had one reroll. i can't remember exactly but he had the troll and i didn't we actually had a really good game i, I don't think i've ever beat him in an actual tournament play but i can't he says i did but i can't remember but it was a back and forth game and at one point i 
could have gotten away with it was a blizzard and if i would have made my go for it with a re-roll instead of rolling the one or two i would have been just out of reach for him to actually blitz me the best he could have done was mark me and then hopefully i could have dodged away and scored because i was like four squares away from the end zone yeah i took the chance and i of course i fell i still think it was the right move since he had a black orc with block against my little bruiser goblin but it was uh, one Go it was one it. nothing. It ended up being. I'll one say is, is one go for it roll for you versus two rolls for him, right? Yeah. Like if he wanted to blitz you, he would have to go for it twice in a blizzard. Um, I think my go for it made him only could base me. Right. So that means that he couldn't have hit me either. Is what I'm saying. But not with the go for it. He would have had to go for it twice to hit you had you not moved that one extra space. So therefore, I I think, but yeah, I mean, you're saying I should have maybe is. took a chance. It would, I wanted, to, yeah, it's, I kind of wanted to control it my my way. But. I understand the, I mean, the logical thing would just be sit there and let him roll that twice. But yeah, if you would have yeah. made it, it would have been perfect. It is what it is. Yeah, of course. Um, so I ended up losing one to nothing. A good tight game. Nothing like. You know, yeah. that's what it is. He knocked out more of my guy. Eventually, he got injuries on me, and I got down. So I was kind of in the situation you were in where I just didn't have enough guys. Yeah. And, you know, what, when it's a mirror match, you can't do much on that. So uh, who did you play in the third round? I played our buddy Chris Mosier, Captain Grizz, and he also was playing a dark or a black orc team. So I got to put up with those guys again. However, this time went much better. He was not peeling me off the field like a box of shrimp or something. Um, so I was actually able to pull off a win because he wasn't able to pick up the ball a couple of times, and I was able just to get in the backfield, pick up the ball, and run off, which is what dark you know dark elves do. And with him, and not so much with you because they were dead, but with him and Gary both, um, I made a lot of use of uh, my sure hand, not sure hands, nerves of steel runners passing the ball back and forth between each other when they were yeah. getting hit. Yeah, the had the option game going on. Oh, yeah. So they'd hit one, and I'd dump it off to the other one, and then they'd hit the other one, I'd dump it back off to the other one if he was still standing. Like, you can't do that. I'm like, sure can. <laughs> it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like a minus three to catch. Nope, it's not. I don't have a don't have to worry about that with my nerves of steel. So, oh, good. I'm glad it worked out for you. But I was able. Did you I score got, much? I think I got three touchdowns on that one. I can't remember. But oh. yeah, I scored a lot, and then I was going by Gary because I was like, "Oh, this is my one chance," because I know. That Gary didn't do well the second round. Um, I don't think he got any touchdowns. He might have got one. I don't remember. Um, I was like, okay, maybe I can catch up to him. And I go, at halftime, I'm walking past Gary. And I go, you get any touchdowns yet? He goes, eh, four. I'm like, okay, well, there goes that idea. <laughs> Guess I won't be getting most touchdowns. Yeah, he put the kibosh on a uh, lizard man team. He was winning five to nothing. Jeez. So, yeah, it wasn't looking good for you to get any awards. That's for sure. No, because so. uh, no cat. I, I think I might have done one casually all 
all tournament, if that. Um, a lot of touchdowns, but not nearly as much as Gary. Only one win, so not the best, not the worst. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, everybody, Gary scored a shit ton on me, so it's not going to have the best defense. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just sitting there like, well, again, no rewards. Yay. Well, let's talk about that. So, a- after three rounds, so <laughs> here's one thing I learned. Well, and we can talk about this later, is, is we had a tie in the top table. And they saw that coming at halftime. They said, so what happens if there's a tie? And I was like, well, I guess we're going to have a kickoff, you know, where they do the best, what, a three out of five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it came down to that. So in the end of all of it, the Chaos Dwarves, which I told, I think I told you and Drew that looking at the rosters and stuff, I just felt like that's the team that was going to win. Yeah. And sure, sure enough, the Chaos Dwarves beat the Orcs in I guess overtime, extra, whatever you want to call it, shootout, one in a shootout, uh, even though it was one to one. So your Orc, not Oklahoma Bowl, Jim and Christmas, <laughs> Orkidas Open champions was Dave Hanrath and his um, cast Orc team. Uh, second place or runner up was uh, Matt Strickland and his Orc team. And then, um, so what I did for everybody else, since there wasn't many rounds, I tried to actually name all these awards so it sounded like super awesome no matter what you got. You know, you could go home and tell your wife, like, hey, I got this. And she's like, oh, is that like the best award? And you can go, yeah. Sure is. Sure. Mm-hmm. So um, what was kind of the effect of like, I think they, I think in Europe they call this league champion. Whoever is not in the top tables, play it out. And whoever's just the top ranked from all the other matches is league champion or whatever. I guess, or the equivalent of third place, however you want yeah. to look at it here. Um, that would be the Orchidus team of the year. That went to Gary Brown and his Wood Elf team. Um, best defense was the Krug Paint Spain, Pain, <laughs> Krug Pain Spear Award. That went to Jeff Hunt and his Norse team. I tried to name all these after like fluffy stuff. And of course, I grabbed fluffy orcs from second edition like I always do. The most brutal award went to Chris Grant. It was named the Vera Gulch Award. Uh, fan favorite. I don't remember what we called this in the like fluffiness of all the awards. Do you remember? No. You don't. Well, no, that's one of the bad all... things about having different names on all the awards. I'm trying to look right here. Uh, it would be an Orchidus favorite was what was called the fan favorite award. That went to Dustin Parsons, who was voted by his peers for the beautiful team he painted. Um, Best Sportsman, or the Greaser Greer Grinder Award, went to Paul Davies, which was a newcomer uh, to playing, you know, Blood Bowl at the tournament scene. So that was nice. If you have followed our stories, one of the guys from New World actually came over. Yeah, Chris Grant. He's the one who won the Rare Gulture Award, and he came from New World, which is a store that's like 10 miles away, but it's really, really hard to get people to come down and play tournaments. Like, I don't know why. I don't I don't think there's any animosity, but at the same time, I know a lot of people have store loyalties yeah. or whatever. But anyways, we got him to come down, and he had a blast. So I think we're going to get more of them. The Dirty Dan Award, which was the Stunty Cup, went to Dustin Parsons as well, who had snotlings. 
And I'm telling you right now, folks, let me look up what his record was because it was really good with snotlings. He had, um, who's the, the scaven guy with the ball and chain. Do you remember his Creek, name? Russ Gouger. Russ Creek. Russ Gouger. Yeah. He went, so he played a scaven team zero zero. This is with his snotlings. And that was game one. Game two, he beat the black orc team two to one. And then round three, he tied Norse zero to zero. So he had a great, great day with Snotlings. Mm-hmm. Two ties and a win, and only allowed one touchdown all day. So uh, let's see. Then we had the Lowdown Rats Award, which was our back of the pack or the wooden spoon, however you want to look at it. That went to first time Blood Bowler at a tournament, Ben Burns. Not the Ben Burns from Texas. This would be Oklahoma <laughs> Ben Burns. Not to get the guys confused. Same same name, different person. Yeah, the whole time I was like, oh, I guess that's his son. I thought his son had a different name, but I guess that's uh, Ben from <laughs> Texas's son. No. I'm um, like, I'm sure I played him before, but I don't remember him looking like that. No, there was a lot of people who got the two guys mixed up and stuff. So totally different guy. So this is Oklahoma Ben Burns. And then until the Texas Ben Burns shows up to reclaim his name, Oklahoma Ben Burns will just be Ben Burns, right. and Ben Burns from Texas will be Texas Ben Burns. Makes sense. So there you go. We'll have a battle. And then after looking at all the awards, and I couldn't win nothing, and of course Will Schaefer who left, he couldn't win nothing. So we had to like you know things trickle down and stuff. And then best offense or the Hard Vein Kill Award went to Steve Campbell. Yay! I got an so award. Steve, so Steve did get an award before it was all said and done. I was so glad because those trophies are so awesome. Yeah, they are cool little trophies for sure. Um, let's see. What else did we do? We raised a ton of money. So yeah. let's talk about that. So we only had 12 people in attendance. Uh, a lot of the money that everything that we got whether it was you paid $20 when you signed up for the first time or $25 or the $30 if you came in at the last second. All that money went to the charity. The store, Wizards of Sodom, didn't take any of that. We had a, what do we have, an Age of Sigmar, like big box set that Yeah, GW we had the stuff had that review. we, all the stuff we reviewed recently for GW. Since we neither had, of us, we, we don't play those games, so we went ahead and put them up for donation. Um, Drew Bucciacone, when he walked in, he bought a hundred dollars worth of product from wizards and then said, throw this into the raffles. So that's how we got some blood bowl teams into the raffles at the last second. We had blood bowl dice that were sent from the guys from Florida. Um, in addition, the, the guys from Florida, of course, they donated all these different dice and we kind of had a little rule just to make it kind of fun that if you lost the game, <laughs> somebody could steal a pair of dice from you. Cause we had enough dice that with 12, people in attendance everybody got two pairs of dice and so if you lost the game you could go like well i want those cool green dice or those cool orange dice and yeah. some people did it and some people didn't so i was so worried about losing my cool hammerhead dice you got to keep them yeah so what tournament did those come from uh shark bowl okay because i asked i'm like what are these really obvious. cool shark ones from shark bowl oh well okay that makes sense well it was a hammerhead shark so yeah it could have been a hammerhead shark bowl could have been anything, but it's just shark bowl apparently. Oh, we should ask them to do like shark bowl two here. I, 
I'm down. Land shark. <laughs> it's just a door opening up with the shark head coming through. <laughs> Good. Land shark. <laughs> um. Anyways, we raffled off all the prizes. We did uh, how we did that was as I did like I think it was three dollars a ticket, or you got four tickets for ten. Ten bucks. Or ten or for twenty. Ten for twenty. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Um, I believe everybody bought extra tickets for the event. Yeah. There were some people who bought. They should. We should call this award the Michael Brownstone Lewis Award because a couple people spent over a hundred dollars donating to the tickets to get tickets to you know win items. So that was really cool. Yeah, it was very awesome. Everybody chipping in. I was. I told Steve. I was like, God, if Michael Lewis was here, I know we'd sell a lot of raffles. And sure <laughs> enough, somebody else came in and they they did the crazy Michael Lewis thing of like, I need this many tickets, and you're going like, for real? Are you joking with me? And it's like, no, for real. <laughs> so that was cool to see. Uh, there was some uh, Death Path art art that I put up from the Death Path game. Uh, there was a box of Christmas cakes. I'm trying to think of everything else we had in there. I think that's a kind of it. Really. Yeah, that was a lot of it. There was. It was maybe 12 to 15 items, maybe. Is yeah, that probably there was, right. There was a lot of stuff for sure. Um, so we did the raffles. Everybody won stuff. We posted all those pictures on both down if you want to go over on the Facebook page. I, I won a it. box of human nobility or imperial nobility. So I will most likely be hitting Dustin up at some point and be like, hey, would you like to paint these? Because I actually really like those models and I would love to see them well painted. Well, and he's going to say, no, I'm too busy doing Scott stuff because Scott's my guy. Right. That's and, fine. And then you'll have to just go pay somebody else. So there. I understand. <laughs> um, everybody, I think, who did the raffles, I think almost everybody who did them got something. I could be wrong on that. But anyways, we gave a lot of stuff away. And at the end of everything, even my father, he was in the area. I called him up and. Uh, or we talked on the phone that morning and he said, Oh, we're over at the sooner fashion mall, which was right across the street from where wizards is. I said, come on over. And I got to show off my little big brother. Mm-hmm. Who's near feels like he's like seven foot tall. I don't know if he's <laughs> that tall, but he's, he's tall. Close. He, he's close. Uh, he's Andre the giants, <laughs> illegitimate son. That's for sure. Um, they came over and even my dad pitched in a little bit of money once he found out we were doing it for charity and stuff. So that's nice. I I know he doesn't really totally understand what we do, but he also knows that we're good people. So anyways, uh, at the end of it all, I'm proud to say that the blood bowl community came together with, you know, all the donations of gifts and everything and money. Uh, we raised $725 and we did. I've already donated that to the GoFundMe page for Brian Mitchell. I'm proud to say that, you know, we got him over that hump and got him to a point where he was less than $2,000 away. Yeah. And and really since then, once people saw the needle move a little bit, he's had, I bet you three to 400 more dollars donated his way afterwards. So as of this recording right now, the man is only, he's less than $1,200 away from getting his goal of $20,000, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, it is for sure. So, um, sucks um, that we have to do it, but you know, I talked to Johnny P, um, you know, Brian's one of Brian's best friends and, you know, co-host on Zlurpcast TV or on YouTube. And he said, Brian's doing 
pretty good and stuff and his spirits are high and everything so he's just keep battling but so far everything is fairly positive and through this again we found out more of our friends have gotten cancer diagnoses of colon cancer and uh that really sucks yeah i didn't get to confirm any of that so i don't want to say names. no i wouldn't say names anyways it's not for us to say well that's true it's not not our business right but yeah through the grapevine we heard some other other people are going through some stuff too. So <laughs> yeah, I did want to also shout out uh, Charlie Victor. You know, if you go to charlievictorproducts.com, they've done a lot of cool, like frankly, amazing blood bowl stuff. Um, but they're also creating an extreme blitz on cancer token. So it's a fundraiser where you buy a token that says fuck cancer and extreme blitz on cancer. So you can use it as a blitz token, but also as a way to donate to help out, help him out as well. Yeah, so that's over there. So, I mean, that's a cool idea, too. So there's so much. But (laughs) once we've got some news that maybe some other people might be going through this, uh, Steve goes, you know what? We should probably go to the doctor and just get checked out. (laughs) And he's not wrong because we're in that age bracket. So Yeah, uh, and honestly, with our diets and weight and everything, um, if I had health care that could cover it right now, I probably would. And maybe so, it does. I can look into that because it'd be a good time to do it. I would like to talk more about the ins and outs of running a tournament, but I think I'm going to save that for the next segment. Is there anything, I guess we could follow this up. So what, what was kind of unique too about this is with when you run a small event like this, you get to hang out with everybody. And I think I could be wrong on this. I think nine out of 12 of us went out to eat afterwards. Five, like 75 percent either eight or nine yeah because i mean gary didn't go chris Mosier didn't go and i think chris grant had a family deal to go to that night so i think we lost three out of the 12 that finished the tournament which mm-hmm. is pretty incredible yeah. so we went we went to hideaway pizza if you came here for oklahoma bowl in the past what was that the other store or maybe enough of ween when we've traveled over there to go eat. You know, we went and ate and some people drank a little bit. Yeah, and we didn't get to sit close together, which kind of sucked. But I Yeah, mean, they, they did the split the booths up, so it wasn't all one table, but they were kind of busy. So I was happy just to get a table and sit down. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess um, unless you have anything else, we can wrap this up and then... Uh, yeah, you had some talking thoughts about. and questions with me, and yeah. we'll wrap up the the Blood Bowl year. And uh, so we'll be back right after this. All right, I really don't know what we're supposed to be talking about <laughs> here. Uh, okay, so I guess this is like the year in review, and we're also. Well, Did mainly you have some questions for me because this was a unique tournament that we ran. So, what the unique thing about this tournament is kind of you ran it by yourself, and I was not really part of it, which hasn't happened. I don't know at all. Typically, we run things together. Yeah. Um. So, so I was just going to uh, say, like, I know people have had questions about how to run tournaments, and you know, our thoughts on the new rules, and with hopefully next year not being as bad pandemic wise hopefully we can start running and going to more tournaments so i figured that a segment talking about tournament stuff would be appropriate okay um first off you know get your rules done 
and then have multiple people double and triple check that um john spurgeon i believe was the guy i went to for a lot of the rule stuff just to double and triple check on that um a big thing that maybe confused some of us is like dedicated fans in the new blood bowl stuff is you yeah. know you get one you always get one at the very least you get one and some people was trying to add that into the build total now i get why john was trying to tell me like don't you want to tell everybody that the dedicated fans are free and i thought well i mean like then they'll have 20 the... <laughs> yeah so that was one thing um gary was actually co-running this with me mm-hmm very 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 loosely he was basically my odd man out and um we got together i mean like he came down really early and helped me set up the wizards and help clean up and get get the tournament set up that morning so you know he he came through there then for us and stuff and he was you know he didn't want to sit out admittedly i hell i don't like sitting out of tournaments because you just sit there but at the same time he was willing to drop it at any time point that that was needed yeah so uh, i was i still made sure i had an odd man out um so we had that going for us you know a little some of a big part of me was a little bit disappointed that we only had 12 people but i had to keep reminding myself that i'm doing this 14 days before christmas yeah and really everybody who gets log jam with life if you have any somewhat of a family or work or whatever between Thanksgiving and Christmas, almost every weekend's jam-packed with something, you know, family traditions or let's go see some Christmas lights or divorce family shopping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Last yeah, shopping. Yeah. Some people, I mean, I get it. If you said I can't afford even fifty dollars to come up there because I want to get my kids something special from Santa, I totally get it. Yeah. You know, um, so at the same time, I was very happy to have twelve and I I've said it over and over, and I've already said it a hundred times on this thing. I knew we'd still have fun with a small amount of people. Always, yeah. Um, I guess I really wanted 16 just to do four rounds and hang out longer, but in hindsight, it all worked out beautifully, and three rounds was enough. You know, like even I was scared because I talked to Dave Hanrath uh, a couple of days before the event, and he's like, how many we got? And I said, hey, man, I'm sorry. We still got 12, and he was coming from Houston, and I said, I hope that's enough still for you. And he's like, dude, I'm going to come if there's only four of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. And that's the thing you know, is like, realistically, we just have fun hanging out and we haven't seen, I haven't seen some of those people for over two years. Yeah. I mean, we've got Oklahoma Bowl coming up, which we're finalizing rules for that and Spiky Cup, hopefully by the first of the year. We got to work yep. on that. Um, but... Aside from, like, we just don't get to see people enough as it is, and then you throw a pandemic in where we're really not traveling. Right. It's been years. Um, And, you know, it's funny. When we first started all this nonsense, you know, Texas didn't have any hardly any tournaments. Mm-hmm. And then we started tournaments, and, like, I think it's safe to say in this area, at least for a while, we were kind of the hotbed because we were consistent. You know, of course, we had two tournaments a year and then that triggered like the Austin gang and then the San Antonio gang, and the Houston gang. And I'm so if whether... we're talking about things about running tournaments. Consistency is huge. The fact that we did Oklahoma and Spikey and Nuffleween every single year meant that there were 
people coming in all the time, playing, going back to their community, thinking they want to run tournaments. We help out. Always help out people. If they're trying to run something, it's not going to hurt yours. It's only going to help it. For sure. Um, another thing I realized, you know, like with the planning of this, I think there was a tournament up in um, Kansas City. Mm-hmm like a week before or maybe two weeks before. So yeah. I felt bad because the Missouri guys that normally could have traveled down or consistently do, you know, it's hard to tell your wife or your family, <laughs> like I got to get away twice. So anyways, I was upset a little bit of the timing of it, but at the same time, there was no better time due to like the store having big giant magic tournaments or pre-release tournaments and this and that. And we so wanted, it was what I mean, it was. Extreme needed help now. I mean, honestly, we don't know his situation, but, you don't make a GoFundMe and hope that you get money, you know, seven months from now. Right. So we did what we could. And, and we felt I that was the best was, way. I think it was a little bit good for us to get, or at least myself, to get back in the, the idea of yeah. running tournaments. Uh, one thing I did learn is, like, score is very picky. <laughs> and I know a lot of people say I hate score. Or I complain about score, this or that. Um I spent one day doing nothing but put input and everything into score and I was ready to go. I saved the thing. I, and then I came back and everything was gone. My same file, everything was gone. Everything was gone. I kept telling Steve and Jennifer and whoever would listen, like everything is gone. I don't know what the hell happened to it, but it has all the parameters in it. Like, you know, how many, how many, how many points a win is worth? How many points a loss is worth? A tie. I said, I set all that up after I put everybody's name in. And they're, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, maybe the software's finicky or something like that. And I come to find out after I redid all the names, either I did it, and it's very possible because it's the same computer my children use in our art room. Um, somebody hit a button to toggle all the names that were at the top to the bottom. I think so, it does that automatically. Oh, does it do it automatically? Um, because you probably created the tournament with too many teams, so it puts the blank ones first versus the ones that are filled okay. in. Then it was in a user retrospect. error. Yeah. Okay. Then it was a user error on my account, and when it came time to put you know to dial up the first round of the tournament i reshuffled the names in alphabetical order and then there was 24 names in there Mm -hmm. and i was like what the hell and so then i had to scramble so we got started maybe 15 minutes late because i had to scramble and fix that really quick um so just be aware of what you know in the end of it all i don't think early score is a bad software. I just think it's very picky on how you do things. And like, like you said, if you save it, maybe it does drop everybody to the bottom. I, I don't know. Yeah. And that was my fault. Cause you know, in the past when we've done Oklahoma bowl stuff, we'll put, you know, like how many teams and we'll put 60. And then once we fill up 60, then we expand it to the 70 or whatever. So mm-hmm. we can see everything. And I did not do that this time. So it defaulted to whatever was on there, which was a whole lot of teams. <laughs> um, Running a tournament, whether it is for 12 people or 62 people, feels pretty much the same of like the night before I'm panicking, getting stuff together and double and triple and quadruple checking, um, probably stressing out Jennifer at the same time. 
And then that next morning I couldn't sleep. And I was up at like five o'clock in the morning. Cause I was like, what if I miss something? And I'm just going through them, you know, and luckily we didn't, I didn't miss anything. So I, it's nice to know that kind of still got it in that facet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's still um, stressful and it's still very rewarding. We had three new guys show up. That was Paul Davies uh, or Davis, I should say. Um, ben Burns and then Christopher Grant, who came in for the first time. They're all Oklahoma guys. This might be the most Oklahoma guys that we've ever had at a tournament. Because percentage-wise, t- for sure. Attendance, yeah. I mean, we had only two guys from Texas. I mean, even the we had more than that, didn't we? More than ten. Two guys from Texas. Who else came from Texas? Dan. Dan. Oh, Drew. I forgot Drew's now from Texas. We had three guys from Texas. We had nine Oklahomans there, which is still really rare. No, even like the, what was it called? I guess 10 Oklahomans, if you count me. The Wizards Cup that we ran, like right after 2016. Mm -hmm. We had six people, right? And two of them were John and Dustin from (laughs) Texas. I believe so, yes. (laughs) It was like, you guys came to this one? (laughs) <laughs> of all the ones you came to this one? <laughs> right. Come now, to the little small one. Now, it helped because we got to go out to dinner with them and hang out, and we've all become great friends since then, but it was just kind of a weird thing. Like, huh, a third of the creep are from Texas. I was telling Jennifer Saturday night, the um, stress of, like, I wonder if everybody had fun was hitting high for me again, where I felt like this weight on my shoulders that like, I'm not sure everybody had fun. And Mm -hmm. she was like, you are just a crazy moron because you (laughs) should see how everybody was having a good time. Everybody wanted to hang out. Even the people that had to go home or whatever, it was just like, no, everybody had a blast. And And that's another thing to remind people. If you're running tournaments, just enjoy it. I mean, People yeah. are coming there to play Blood Bowl and hang out. Blood Bowl is usually the lesser of the two things. So uh, if you're the TO or if you're helping out or whatever, touch base with everyone. Say hi. Glad hand, you know. Just make sure they know you're there and you're open to conversation so that you can put everyone at ease and then, you know, everyone just has a good time. Um, another thing you should do is, you know, if it's your first time or whatever, do the best you can to, you know, solve rule problems. But like I told everybody at the beginning, at the end of the day, if there's still a conflict, I'm going to make a decision based on the, what I think is the best answer. And if I'm wrong and we find out later, just tell me, but we're just going to go with it. Yeah. And um, everybody was really cool about that. And we had no issues with that whatsoever. I will say this. Always double check your award stuff. And if you're helping double check the awards, like Steve did, even double check those because there was a mistake with one of the trophies. And I'm not even going to say which one or anything. I already made contact with Hmm. the person that maybe should have got it. And they said, I don't care. I was there for charity. It was a blast. I'll do it again. So I did make a mistake steve quickly double checked my stuff and he also missed it so i don't know what we were looking at wrong but it's okay to admit mistakes 
and it will happen. I mean, and it it really will happen. (laughs) And the, the greatest thing about blood bowl tournaments and like the universe that it's from where, you know, people bribe and stuff all the time, you always have that excuse. If there was a need for two third place winners, you could say, well, these goblin team claims that they're the winners. And so does this Norse team. This mm-hmm. Norse team says, no, we want it on the field, but the goblins take this home and the legend lives on. And it's, you even see that in like real life. Well, not real life, but in, <laughs> in the fluff, you can find examples of where one you know team will claim the trophy, even though that they weren't even at that tournament or yeah. this and that. So, And one of the greatest at the time, I wouldn't have said so, but one of the best things that ever happened to us is, totally botching the first round of our first tournament. Remember that? Um, you're going to have to re-enlighten me on this. So our very first tournament, Oklahoma Bowl, uh, we put in the results for round one, and it messed up. Like it ate the results or That's something right. was wrong. Yeah. And because we were going to do two rounds, lunch, and then one round. And we just went straight to lunch. Yeah, we were freaking out because, like, it had totally screwed up. We were going to have to input stuff for half an hour. And I was like, you know what? Everybody cool going to lunch? Yeah. Go to lunch. We'll play two rounds afterwards. So it sucked at the time. But I can't make much of a bigger mistake than that. And it worked out fine. Right. Yeah. So anyways, it was it was really nice to run an event again. Um, I would have loved to have played all day, so I could have been eligible yeah. for an award. Uh, I wish uh, William Schaefer could have stayed all day, and I wish you know Scott Hess didn't get called into work because then with the walk-in, I still could have played. We had fourteen <laughs> people, and that would have been a fun day. But it is what it is, and I look forward to more tournaments and hanging out with people. And it just so with the new twenty twenty rules, anything to note uh, from a tournament director's standpoint. Um, it's hard for me to reprogram my mind, you know, for all these new, like I see the, uh, you know, eight plus <laughs> and my brain doesn't just process it like it should, if it was just seven armor. Oh yeah. So I, I, it's going to take me a long while to adjust these rules. Um, throwing really sucks. It feels like, and this is, this is not fair to say, um, it feels like you know, with throwing being harder, that maybe it's an advantage to the the strength teams. But I don't, I haven't seen enough or played enough to tell you one way or another. Yeah. So that's really unfair to say at this point. I know Gary felt like the nerf on leap was really bad, <laughs> but at the same time, I would say, bro, you won four to three. You tied zero to one to one, and then you want beat uh, lizards five to nothing and you want you know leap to be even better yeah so like and to be fair it was a lot better before but man it's it's harder now to jump into cages and i have no problem with that sneaky get seems and i don't i wasn't a foul guy that wasn't my strategy but i think i might take uh if i can afford like the extra players i think i might take a sneaky get type player exclusively for a while until i can find out that it's not worth it to me i i'm Liked having that more than a guy with Mighty Blow, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, there's people are intimidated by the new rules who haven't played the new rules, but it's really not that much different at all. So just relax. There is a few things. Just have your rule book. 
on standby. You know, I don't have the kickoff table memorized like I used to. So we had to look stuff up or just double check, but you know, so did Drew and so did everybody else there. So Mm -hmm. there's, there's no shame in that. Um, You know, the weird weather still weird and fun. So it was a good time overall. I can't wait to do it again and see more people. But then I'll just feel like the shame of not being able to hang out with everybody. Where <laughs> I felt like I pretty much got to hang out with everybody at this event and stuff. I uh, another big thing is you know like Dustin helped so much by you know nobody would have complained if they would have got um, certificates because they look cool too. But him him donating the trophies and stuff that was like it made the event even feel even more special. Oh yeah, for sure. And just everybody coming together to donate some money to somebody. I mean, that's just an awesome feeling. And this is this time of year, I always try to really communicate to my kids, you know, like, you know, if you can't afford Christmas, that's one thing, but if you like buying presents, you don't, you know, don't, you don't have to, you don't get the real joy by getting something. It's more giving. And I think we felt that this last weekend, a couple weekends ago too. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, it it was different though running it totally by myself. You know, I'd rather you help me and do most of the stuff. So, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, you know, we didn't do name tags though. No, uh, the dice were really easy because somebody else made them up and stuff like that. So, it definitely it all pre- helps. Yeah, it was pretty simple in that. that I way. forgot how I redid the the tournament um, score sheets. So I had to print those off real fast. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I appreciate you. I doing updated that those. Yeah, they worked out fine. I thought. So. Yeah, I like I like the new design. Um, Anything else for you? Trying to think. Um, no. So we we only played two tournaments all year. Yeah. Just to kind of wrap this up. Yeah. Two tournaments. We played a few games of Dungeon Bowl. It's the least amount of Blood Bowl that we've played forever. Uh, since having the podcast so if you look at it it's the whole encompassing year i I don't know i think this is more than last year really i count we played a lot of fumble though last year so oh yeah that's right anything stick out to you about the 2020 rules that you just feel different Uh, about skills are more fun than no skills comparing the tournaments tell you that that's true oh yeah (laughs) that other tournament we played was no skills the the five thousand gold coins or whatever so you have characters now that are worth 125 mm-hmm. or 75 that really throws <laughs> before you could just throw a team together and kind of know the amounts and i feel so lost because i have to look up every team and go oh i forgot yeah. these guys had you know five thousand here and there to add on so i can't get everything that i normally crutch well, so it's it like, has changed the game you know dark elves playing them and like None of them are good at throwing, like straight up. They're fine, but they're not good at it. And every time we had to throw, it was just having to look it up and see what the rules were. I really yeah. want a house rule deviated, not deviated, but um, wildly inaccurate. Is that the one where if it's negative? If you roll a one, then, oh yeah, if it's negative, right? It'll yeah. It can go backwards six squares, or you know, it deviates from where you're at. Basically, uh huh. I don't like that. That's fair. Um, but no, overall it went good. I think everyone had a good time as always. 
just now stress of Oklahoma and Spiky Cup. So, yay. Final advice, if you're out there and you want to run a tournament and it's just you, that's fine. But if you can find just a few people to be that odd man out, to print you up some stuff, just have a team in case, like, you have to go poop in the middle of the tournament or something like that. You know, somebody that will gather the sheets or whatever. You can't do it all by yourself. And our tournaments, I will say this again, and I'm not knocking any tournament. So far, we've been very lucky, and most of the time our tournaments are right on time, Mm -hmm. on schedule, not off too much at all, because we run pretty good events, I think, now, after all this time. But we it takes a village, and even though this was mainly my tournament, Gary helped me out some by passing out some things. You know, you came in and helped me check some stuff. So, yeah, just have some people. Yeah, it's always helpful. And if you have any questions directly, just ask us. We're happy to tell you. Like I said, you grow your community by helping other people. We wouldn't have the tournaments around here if we didn't help out. You know, for sure. Half, I mean, pretty much all the people who are running tournaments have come to our tournaments. You know, yeah, that's good. Though. We ran ours because we went to Chaos Cup. You know, a lot of the tournaments up there was because Johnny and Extreme were running stuff. Yeah, and you have so. to have a a strong presence in order for other ones to branch out well should we wrap this up with a yeah. final year of some shout outs yeah i think that's I, got, good. I got one scream left in me man okay well let's go ahead and get to it after this for the final time this year it is time for Yeah, the, did the, I top that out? Uh huh. The computers. I think it's probably on your side. It's like it's going too loud. Cut off, and we'll let them okay. back on now. So we're gonna go shout outs, and you can edit that if you want. No, I'm good. <laughs> editing. We don't do editing anymore. We're too good for that. Uh, you mean too lazy, right? We're too lazy for that. Yes. Yeah, you meant too good, right? Uh huh. Both. <laughs> A little bit of both. Um. So I want to shout out the um, James Luft. Eric Nyberger and those guys down there in Florida for sending us a whole bunch of dice to give away at the tournament. People love getting the different dice. I mean, um, so thank you very much for that donation. I want to thank um, Ted from the Goff Rockers who we handed out some of the, their albums for the winners and second places or the second place person at Orchidus Open uh, Wizards for donating the time, uh, the space, you know, they didn't ask for anything. They even gave everybody a discount on some items. Uh, everybody that came to the event, I appreciate your support, whether you could only buy a few tickets extra because of, you know, your your budget or if you, you were the crazy guy like Michael Lewis who spent over $100 to buy tickets or, or more. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciate everybody helping out this it was a awesome time thank you very much uh gw yes i'm gonna think uh you know the the person that most people want to hate because you know they ruin the game of ours but gw sent us you know some review copies of some games that weren't blood bowl yeah and we uh, when we asked them if we could donate them they said sure go for it so i do want to thank them because they don't have to do that and they didn't have to send that stuff in the first place but it gave us some some items to give away at the event um who else am i missing here um gary for his help you for your help dustin of course a big help i want to thank all you people and um 
continually, if you want to donate, uh, reach out to the GoFundMe for Brian Mitchell. And uh, right now, like I said, less than $1,200. So it's getting close, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and um, if you want to donate and get something for it, don't forget about Charlie Victor products. Um, they're Extreme Blitz on Cancer Token. It's only 12 pounds, not much. Uh, it'll get shipped over, and then James Luft is going to be volunteering to ship it to everybody in the U.S. and Canada. I need to check my budget to see if I can get one of those. So. Yeah, it'd be cool. And they um, do such great work. Like, if I wasn't totally broke, I'd be contacting them for Oklahomable stuff. But Right. Uh, the Blitz tokens are fairly useful. I mean, I didn't see those really get used until I think it was the maybe the Swedish guys and stuff using them. Mm-hmm. It's a they good do come thing, in so handy. So you don't have to argue with people like, no, I started here. No, you didn't. You started in this square. No, yeah, I like didn't. <laughs> this tournament, I didn't really worry about it. But like at, at World Cup, I used it and it came in handy. Well, good. Because um, whether by mistake or intention or just being drunk, people did forget. Well, good. That's what it's there for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, another shout out. I want to give a shout out to, um, I, don't, I guess he still might play blood bowl. I mean, I know that we met him through blood bowl, uh, James roofer or Jimmy roofer. Uh, we met him at the very, very first chaos cup. He was a nice guy. He was, uh, the first winner of the, uh, bonus storm that happened at chaos cup. And, um, he has a new little gaming podcast called that board game podcast. Uh, he only has two episodes up. They're very short. They're like 15 to 18 minutes long. So you can check those out. I know it's on Spotify for sure because today I listened to it and I don't have a Spotify uh, subscription, but I got to listen to it anyway. So I don't know how that works because I'm now getting to that age where I don't like to try new things. Ah, technology <laughs> is- scares me. <laughs> technology scares me so i did get to listen to it while i was like cleaning up around the house today and i thought it was really actually well done um for for him and i know he was nervous about it and doing it and me and james have talked about some rules on board games and stuff like that and i know he watches from afar when i post on facebook me and the family or friends uh playing board games and stuff so he always has some comments and stuff like that he has a real love for board games and he did for blood bowl too but i think board games now just fit in with his lifestyle more so uh check that out it's called that game podcast and uh it's over on spotify for sure i don't even know he might not even have a facebook page or anything yet that i know of so i still want to do our i still want to do a board game podcast but oh i i still do too but i just don't know well, again, I want to do a different one. I want to do the uh, old, old crappy games. old crappy ones. Yeah, the game closet uh, and like old man. Don't I give away s- too much of your ideas. This so is true. This is true. Okay. All right. But uh, also from the land down under, our favorite commissioner Doomy is still on the hunt for those last pair of Oklahoma Bowl dice from 2020, 2012. Um, and he wanted to shout out the Western Australia Blood Bowl community. If you have those dice, God. if anyone, he's willing to pay real cash for them. Yeah, like serious cash. And the and bad thing is, like, people I know that have it are Rudiger in Germany because I think I sent him a, a pair, but I don't know what he does with them. Um, and then Brian, I'm pretty sure had a pair, but he's dead. Um, and then. Huh? 
all That's a nice the way of putting it. Well, I mean, he is. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. And then all the people who came to Oklahoma Bowl won, who I couldn't tell you a single one that still plays. It was so many but, Tulsa people and so many Fort Worth people, and both of those communities just went poof. Yeah. Well, they had a uh, Paul Wright who ran a lot of stuff. Him and Michael Lewis, and once they, you know, they kind of phased out. And Paul moved didn't on to, go to the first one, did he? Um, I believe so. I thought he went to the Nuffleween was his first one. I can't remember. Um, maybe so. It, yeah, but there's a lot of guys who. It's been so that, long. Tulsa had a big Blood Bowl community, and then it's kind of went away after those guys kind of phased out. So that's what I was saying. In the other one is you have to have that strong, consistent drive. Otherwise, the community just dries up. Uh, speaking of, so I'm going to make Steve or Gary or both and myself, we're going to try to start a Blood Bowl League once again at Wizards Asylum here in Norman, Oklahoma. So if you are listening, uh, look for something mid-January to maybe start a little league of ours where, you know, similar to how we did it before where you get a, you know, a game or two in every couple of weeks, um, very loosely based, but still a Blood Bowl League nonetheless, and uh, we'll have some fun with that. So hopefully 2022 we'll have more like league reports and more of us getting to play actual league play with some of these these teams. So, see any other thing to wrap up from twenty twenty one? Um, I, anybody who messaged us and offered anything, and we didn't get back to you, or we just put it off, or if we missed something, let us know because we do miss stuff sometimes. I try to tell people, you know, email us at Blood Bowl Podcast, what? both down podcast at gmail dot com, and then they don't, or they send it to the wrong place, and then I forget about it. And some of them do send the stuff, and then we just miss it by accident. So yeah. we're 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 human, and we apologize. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I think that's it. I hope everybody, if you're listening to this before Christmas, or if you celebrate Christmas, or if you don't, I still hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, don't um, forget about the charity Christmas album that we talked about last time. You can go to bothdown.com, look at the notes from the last one, and find the link. I'm sure, right? Yes, it's okay. it's listed in the last episode, so you can do that as well. Um, but I I don't I know there's somebody out there who doesn't celebrate Christmas or doesn't do this or that, but every person I know ha- celebrates it in some way, whether yeah. it's just a meal or if it's with the Christmas tree or whatever else. I'm so, pretty secular, but I'll still celebrate the the idea of it. That's no problem. Yeah. So I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and all that. And I hope that, uh, I hope we all have a better 2022, even though 2021 was better than 2020. So yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's been interesting, but I think almost any year you can look back and, um, say like this sucked or this didn't suck. And, you know, we're, we're still all here and we're getting to enjoy each other's company. So just remember that. And like I tell my children, there's so many things you we could gripe about, but there's also so many things if you just stop and relax, you can be very thankful for. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, uh, you you got to find those things, just like you find the the bad things. So Muppet find the Christmas. good things and be kind to everybody. And other than that, I think um, it's safe to say that we will see you next year. And we're looking forward to running some more tournaments and getting back on schedule. It might not be. Uh, 
the big bells and whistles as previous years, but it's still going to be a tournament and a great excuse to see our friends and family and hang out. Yeah, and it might be community. Oklahoma and Spiky 10, but, I mean, like you said, 11's Nuffle's favorite number, so. Yeah. I We're going to have a big why, celebration. It only makes sense to do it then. Yeah, why would why would 10 be a big deal to yeah. Nuffle? No, it means Ele- 11's a sacred number. Yeah, you set up too that. many people or too few people, so. Yeah, that's a problem. It seems crazy that ten would be like super special. It'd just be another tournament. Mm-hmm. Sounds like eleven would be something really unique. Yeah, but. we'll have to work on that. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. From Steve and Scott, Merry Christmas! And Steve, I'm gonna give you the gift because I know I always can't stop talking and always want to get the last word in. So, Merry Christmas, Steve! You get the last word. Yay! You know, I thought about just cutting it off and letting it end on that. Just you saying I get the last word. But okay. Yep, we'll see you guys next year. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. I don't know what you've got in mind, Pac-Man, but it's just no use. I might as well face it. I've missed my first Christmas. Oh, don't give up yet, Santa. There's the answer to your problem. Power pellets?